Welcome to Jonathan on Money, the personal finance podcast that brings you the latest insights and strategies to help you achieve your financial goals. I'm your host, Jonathan I. Shankman. On this podcast, we'll cover everything from investing, financial planning, retirement, and behavioral finance. I'll share advice and practical tips to help you make the most of your money. So whether you're just starting out or looking to take your finances to the next level, Jonathan on Money is here to help. Let's dive into this week's show. Welcome to this week's episode of Jonathan on Money. This is episode number 32. This past week, we celebrated my favorite holiday, Thanksgiving. It's always good to stop and take note of one's blessings in life, including from an investment perspective. In that vein, this week's episode will mostly focus on the theme of being grateful with a bit of perspective thrown in. I'll spend the last half of this episode answering listener questions. As always, all questions have the theme of gratitude within them to keep things consistent. I'll also share an excellent quote about the realities of investing. And with that, let's jump into this week's talking points. So every year as Thanksgiving approaches, I feel inclined to take note of the blessings in my life. This has been a more challenging endeavor when looking back on the past year. The economy has been shaky, with many experiencing layoffs and an ongoing inflation concern. High interest rates are making purchasing a home or expanding one's business unaffordable. From a Jewish perspective, the terrorist attack on October 7th will go down in history as one of the worst days for Jewish people since the Holocaust. Yet no matter how challenging the environment, there's always reason for hope and items for which to be grateful. This is true for life as well as investing. The past few years have been challenging for the stock market. Given this rough patch, investors may lose confidence in their strategy and make impulsive decisions that may derail their financial lives. Taking a step back and highlighting some things to get excited about may be helpful in motivating investors to stay the course. Below, below I'm going to discuss a few financial planning themes that I'm thankful for this year. And first, what went down will rise again. One reassuring mantra I often say to clients is that markets move in cycles. This means that if an area of the market is down, it will eventually go back up. It's also reassurance for continuing to hold a sensible investment, even if it has performed poorly over the short term, since that doesn't mean it will maintain a downward trajectory forever. In fact, now may be a wonderful time to buy more of an investment that has temporarily dropped in value. The approximately 19% return in the U.S. stock market has been driven by only a few large technology stocks. A large portion of the market has experienced much lower returns or is actually down for the year. The bond market, which is down for the year as as of this podcast, has also experienced a few years of pain. It's worth combing through your portfolio and rebalancing some of your funds into areas of the market that have not performed well. It may seem counterintuitive to add funds to positions that have been doing poorly. However, keeping in mind that markets move in cycles, these loser holdings may offer some of the best upside potential in the coming years. Two, the Federal Reserve is almost done raising rates. In order to get inflation under control, the Federal Reserve must raise rates. This causes the economy to slow down, which is bad. However, it is necessary to maintain a healthy economy. Thankfully, there are positive signs that the increasing interest rates is working. Hopefully, this progress means that the Fed is nearly done increasing rates and will hopefully lead to a boost in the economy and the markets in the coming years. Three is inflation has dropped meaningfully since the last year. Last Thanksgiving, inflation was over 7%. Today, it's approximately 3.7%. 
High inflation can be devastating for a country's currency and for their overall economy. This drop in inflation is something to be thankful for. Number four, investment-grade bond yields are the highest in two decades. The Federal Reserve raising interest rates has caused the bond market to plummet in value over the past two years. While this was painful for investors, on a forward-looking basis, it, pre it presents an opportunity. Investors can now buy bonds at a discount relative to what they were trading at in previous years, unlocking a higher yield on their investments since rates have gone up. For more than 15 years, bonds offered a very mediocre, more than 15 years that bonds have offered mediocre investors. However, times have changed and this no longer be the case in the coming years. Number five, increase in retirement contribution limits. As a financial advisor, I found this point particularly exciting. An investor can now put more tax advantage money into an IRA or 401k account than ever before. The IRA contribution limit for next year is going up from $6,500 to $7,000, and it is increasing from $22,500 to $23,000 for a 401k. This is a wonderful opportunity for families to save even more money in a tax advantage account. Six, the unified tax credit is still really high. This point should be very exciting for high net worth families. The federal unified estate and gift tax exemption for 2023 has been at an all-time high of 12.92 million or 25.84 million per married couple. Anything beyond this amount of money is subject to federal, state, and gift tax. These all-time high exemption amounts will sunset after December 31st, 2025, with the laws currently scheduled to revert to the pre-tax cuts and jobs Act level of around $5 million, not including inflation. Families with a considerable level of wealth should consider utilizing gifting strategies prior to 2026 to take advantage of this window of opportunity to remove assets from their state and avoid federal estate tax. A typical way to do that is through gifting assets to an irrevocable trust. Seven, it's the golden age of being a business owner. In today's world, with the benefits of globalization and transformative technology, a single individual can run a multi-million dollar a year business from their home. Gone are the days of needing to commute hours a day to expensive office space to meet with customers and conduct business. Now you can sell products or services online to customers from all over the world. You can seamlessly communicate with colleagues and clients via phone, email, or Zoom. Documents can be signed electronically and money can be exchanged effortlessly. Furthermore, a solo practitioner working from his basement can share his thoughts through written blogs, audio podcasts, or videos that can be posted on YouTube or any other websites. Anyone with a good idea and some motivation can have a voice and share it with the world. There's no better time to be a small business owner than today. And the eighth area to be thankful for is family and friends. When sitting down at your Thanksgiving meal, hopefully you were surrounded by at least some family or friends. At the end of the day, true wealth isn't measured by the size of your portfolio. It's measured by having people who love and care about you. These types of relationships bring true happiness and are always worth being thankful for. Okay, those are the talking points this week. And as a reminder, you can be notified of all my recent articles, webinars, and all the work I put out by subscribing to my free monthly newsletter at parkbridgewealth.com forward slash newsletter. We're currently at about 7,000 subscribers and growing, so feel free to sign up and invite friends as well. Now for this week's quote, which is from Jesse Livermore. For those who don't know, Jesse Livermore is considered a pioneer of day trading, which is not a strategy I ever recommend, but he was a noteworthy person in financial history as well. 
At one time, Livermore was one of the richest people in the world. However, at the time of his suicide, he had liabilities greater than his assets. In a time when accurate financial statements were rarely published, getting current stock quotes required a large operation and market manipulation was rampant. Livermore used what is now known as technical analysis as the basis of his trades. His principles, including the effect of emotion on trading, continue to be studied today. Some of Livermore's trades, such as taking a short position before the 1906 San Francisco earthquake and just before the Wall Street crash of 1929, are legendary within investing circles. Some observers have regarded Livermore as the greatest trader who ever lived, but others have regarded his legacy as a cautionary tale about the risks of leverage to seek large gains rather than a strategy focused on smaller yet more consistent returns, which is a lesson unto itself. Regardless of one's opinion of Livermore, the quote was on point. He once said, another lesson I learned early is that there is nothing new in Wall Street. There can't be because... There, there can't be because speculation is old as the hills. Whatever happens in the stock market today has happened before it will happen again. This quote echoes what King Solomon said thousands of years ago before in Ecclesiastes. What has been will be again. What has been done will be done again. There's nothing new under the sun. This is a concept I discuss often with clients. Regardless of what is going on in the world, it's important to keep perspective since something similar has always happened before. There's just a different set of characters with a slightly different detail, but the same story keeps reoccurring. The key is keeping one's focus on the long game. The short-term details and current economic, political, market, and other fears are all distractions. As long as you develop a prudent, disciplined strategy, stick with it over the long term, and ignore all the noise, you will be successful. Now let's jump into this week's financial questions. If you do have a question, feel free to submit it to me at Jonathan at ParkBridgeWealth.com, and it may be answered in a future episode. Okay, first question. Why are you so thankful to be a U.S.-based investor? I'm thankful that the U.S. market is the most transparent market in the world. I can buy a stock in the morning and track its exact value throughout the day. I can also sell a stock and have my cash back in my checking account within a few business days. Many markets around the world are far less liquid, and this process is far more cumbersome. I'm also thankful that from the comfort of my office in New York, I have the flexibility to choose from a myriad of investment products. I'm not limited to a specific firm, product type, or investment strategy, and can even easily and cost-effectively access investments globally. Next question, does the ability to speculate in the market make you thankful? After all, it's highly imprudent. It sure does. I'm thankful that I have the freedom to speculate on various more arcane areas of the market, such as cryptocurrency, meme stocks, SPACs, and opaque real estate deals. Furthermore, I'm at liberty to utilize leverage if I so choose. While these riskier investments may not work out, no one is stopping me from taking big risks to possibly realize large returns or more likely lose money on this garbage. I'm also thankful that we have a well-established system for handling bankruptcy, just in case an investor overextends themselves on any speculative investment. Most people deserve a second chance after they learn from their mistakes. What sparks joy in your life about implementing an investment strategy? In one word, simplicity. Simplicity. I'm thankful for simple strategies that allow me to seamlessly build wealth over time. This includes dollar cost averaging, automatic escalation and default investment options and 401k plans, diversification and rebalancing to name just a few. These strategies are not reserved for the rich and famous. Rather, they're readily available to many investors of average means. 
Saving for retirement is so hard in this country. Is there anything about this process that you're thankful for? I am thankful for 401ks, IRAs, and other tax-deferred accounts that give me the control over my own retirement. I further appreciate my traditional and Roth retirement options so I can choose when I want to be taxed. I love the optionality, and nothing gets me more jazzed than tax savings. Finally, tax advantage savings, I should say. Finally, many employers offer match to employees retirement accounts, which is a wonderful way to meaningfully increase your next nest egg. College is dirt cheap in many countries. What can possibly excite you about college savings in the U.S. when it's so expensive? While I'm not excited about the institutions bursting at the seams with anti-Semites, I am thankful for 529 college savings accounts so I can start preparing for my kids' higher education in a tax-efficient manner when they are first born. I appreciate the flexibility of these plans that allows me to easily, more fun, to easily move funds between related beneficiaries. That's a huge benefit in the event that one child gets a free ride to school while another goes to the most expensive school in the country. You seem pretty amped about wealth creation in the U.S. However, is there anything to get psyched about regarding protecting your wealth? There sure is. Few things get more, me more psyched than insurance to protect my assets. I'm thankful for various types of insurance that can protect my loved ones. If I die or become disabled at a young age. This includes term life insurance so I can get the coverage that I need without significantly impacting my cash flow. It also includes disability insurance, which will help provide my family with a stream of income should I be unable to work or perform the same job function in the future. Next question. What wealth management encompasses many, many more areas than just investing and insurance. What about tax planning? Anything to be appreciative about there? Funny you should ask, I'm actually super thankful for tax loss harvesting, which is an important silver lining when it market tanks like it did in 2022. It helps minimize my tax bill and the pain of a challenging market. I'm also grateful for favorable long-term capital gains rate. This, is, this encourages investors to buy and hold investments instead of day trading, which tends to have adverse tax consequences and usually doesn't work out over the long term. Final question. The economy stinks big time. Anything to get excited about over there? Yes, sir. I'm thankful that the U.S. economy is the most diversified in the world and has remained resilient when, when many other global markets have been stagnant for years. I'm thankful that I live in a country with one of the safest and most and the best run banking system in the world. If my cash is in any regulated bank, I have a high degree of confidence that it will not disappear. I'm thankful to live in a market-based economy where anyone with a good idea, willingness to work hard, and a bit of luck can be successful. Even our politicians with socialist leanings like Bernie Sanders are actually multimillionaire capitalists who inherently appreciate our market-based system. As much as they criticize our current way of life, they have benefited from it. When push comes to shove, they hopefully won't allow this country to turn into the Soviet Union. They have way too much to lose. And with that, I will end with one thought. After this Thanksgiving weekend, take a minute to express hakara tov or gratitude for all the things that Hashem has bestowed upon your family and our great nation, including a wonderful financial system ripe with opportunities. And hope everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving last week. Okay, that is, uh, that's it for financial questions this week. Feel free to email me with any questions you have, and I might answer them within a future episode. You can reach me at Jonathan at ParkBridgeWealth.com. And with that, it's a wrap for this week's show. Any comments or questions, feel free to reach out directly to me via email. I love hearing from my listeners. 
And finally, the secret to financial success is no secret at all. It's to spend less than you make, invest the difference prudently, and ignore all the noise. See you next time on Jonathan on Money. Thank you for joining me on today's episode. I hope you were able to take away a nugget or two to apply to your own life. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast so you can be alerted whenever new episodes drop. If you'd like to submit a question that may be answered in a future show, please email me at jonathan at parkbridgewealth.com. Be sure to check out all Jonathan on Money content, including all of my articles, webinars, and videos by following me at Jonathan on Money on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Finally, if you like what you heard today, please rate the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This helps ensure that other personal finance enthusiasts can find the show as well. Thank you and catch you on the next episode of Jonathan on Money.